Hello and welcome to Loving Rewind podcast where it is okay not to be okay. My name is Emma Shamirei, M for short, and I'm going to be your host. I'm no expert in your life, neither am I in mine. Anything I am going to share with you about my journey with God can be helpful for you or not. This doesn't seem a kind of message you were expecting to hear, isn't it? Well, whether you believe it or not, this realization led me to Christ. You see, I gave my life to Jesus exactly 10 years ago in a small flat in Budapest, crawling on the wooden floor, sobbing because of the truth of that realization. I was left by my love. I lived in a new city, worked at a new job role and had a very few true friends who were far from me in another town. My relationship with my family was quite distant as well except my big sister. In this episode, I would like to tell you my salvation story in a nutshell, so you could connect with what is that God has trusted me to share with you later down the road in the upcoming episodes. Many of us came to know Jesus personally at a certain point of our lives where it seemed that we have done everything wrong. So I felt it's necessary to tell a bit more about the road what led me to the Lord. Because no matter how much we long for that fresh start as a new believer, we must not forget that we came broken into this relationship. We all had our own truth and perception of our life as it was. We wanted to see some kind of proof that There's a slight chance that we are not that big of a failure as it seems or as others see us. And that was my only hope as well. I've looked around in my life and I saw the consequences of my decisions and they were scary and sad. By the age of 27, I've managed to lead a life in which I felt constantly undervalued, abandoned and rejected by the ones in whom I've trusted and whom I was dedicated to serve with what I had. Even though my motives and the position of my heart was originally good, my tools and how I approached people and problems were edgy and harsh. I was hurt, so I hurt others, so I won't get more hurt. That was my defense mechanism, until I broke because no one can constantly fight on their own. And also, not every situation is a battle. But because I was hurt so many times, it was difficult to accept love or kindness from anyone, even though that was my biggest wish, to love and being loved in return. As I said, My sister was my only close family in Budapest when I was living there. She gave her life to Jesus, I believe two years before I did. 
Our upbringing was always in the closeness of God. We were baptized as children. We went to Sunday school, not regularly and a bit differently as it is in other countries, but we knew about God. I am Hungarian, lived there most of my childhood. And you see, if you live there and you are religious, you have the possibility to sign your child up for religious studies in most of the schools in Hungary. So there is where we attended not regularly, but we always had some kind of connection to God. I was brought up in the Lutheran church. Uh, I had my confirmation of faith ceremony uh, when I was 15, I believe. And I was trying to engage with youth groups even when I started my journey as a young adult. But despite all of these influences, there was always something missing until my sister gave her life to Christ. She was the first person who started to talk, talk to me about Jesus back in 2011. And because I knew about God, had chosen a very different lifestyle from my sister, had my own perception uh, of God, we had some really heated conversations, not because of her, but because of me. I was attacking her with questions like, why do you call that entity even God? People are the ones who are created the languages, so you could call it, for example, a ball. And you can still worship that ball and you can say that that ball is the one who created us and stuff like that. Me going into this ridiculous reasoning showed how childish and confused I was about God. Even though I wasn't a child anymore. But because I didn't understand how the deity of God worked, I was thinking that I know all the answers better. I was an adult after all, so I should know these, right? I'm sure that all of us were there at some point of our lives. I was arrogant, ignorant, and just in generally so full of myself that I assumed that I know what the answer is. I don't need help. Why would I need help? I should solve my problems on my own as I'm an adult. But those viewpoints or positions are usually coming from a very unreal picture of ourselves. They could be coming from something which we want to hide or from regrets or from the feeling that we are feeling as a fraud and so on so when we are on that side of life where we act like we know all the answers there is where usually something significant is missing from the picture and we try to reason it so that was where I was standing the not-so-mature, not-so-young adult living in the capital of Hungary in a very twisted environment and with a very twisted worldview. I was not well, nor mentally or physically, and definitely not spiritually. And there came my sister, who started to introduce Jesus and his love for me. After I got saved, it was really interesting to look back to those years because, you know, you can do everything for a person to get saved. 
and uh, you can recite scriptures and you can go and give them Bibles and you know grab their hands and pull them to church even or whatever but Jesus's love for us is not like that at all Jesus has a patient grace-filled constantly warm love towards us and he waits he waits for each and every one of us to find our way to connect with him and what I see now what I haven't seen back then that this was what my sister was doing to me she was loving and she was there she even gave me extra work so I could support myself better she was kind and most of all she did not push me but she did seek opportunities to speak to me about Jesus and about his beautiful and finished sacrifice on the cross it was confusing I did not understand it even though my upbringing was around God nobody has mentioned Jesus to me the way how my sister put his sacrifice in context I knew that Father and Son and Holy Spirit is the Trinity and I had knowledge of all these things but I didn't get it. I didn't get the action of love in Jesus' sacrifice. Nobody clarified that to me. I mean, I knew about the parables, what he was telling in the Bible, I knew stories about his life and about him, but I didn't know him. So my sister was loving and kind and there for me in that very, very, very deep and lonely season in my life. But I didn't know that she was also praying for me. And she wasn't praying for me alone. She was praying for me with a group of trusted individuals who were seeking God in a very, very intimate level by sharing each other's burdens with each other. I knew that she was attending to church but I didn't know about those prayer meetings and I surely didn't know about what she has shared about my journey and my struggles with my mother whom I kindly pushed away because I didn't want to hurt her with my lifestyle. Let's just say for now that our values weren't matching at that time of our lives but those two women my sister and my mom and I must say also my grandmother, my mother's mom, those three women in my life showed me how to serve others and, uh, and not change others. That love and that service changed me. Because of the prayers of my grandmother, my mother and my sister, I could find that loving personal relationship with Jesus. And because of that loving personal relationship with Jesus, they have started to pray and intercede for my salvation as well because they had it when I got saved on that wooden floor I didn't know what was happening I just knew that I needed to stop doing what I was doing because I was only ruining everything around me so I started to talk to God there was I at the end of my rope and not knowing where to turn. I was living in a flat where I used to live with my partner. She left me for another woman. 
Yes, you've heard it right. She was a woman who lives as a man now. She already had her operations, changed her name, and yeah, I'm not going into that part further. But as I said, it was a twisted scenario to live in because I knew about God and his values for our lives. I tried to be a nice person. I tried to be gentle and grateful and generous and kind just to be accepted by him. I can even recall prayers that I prayed. It was something like this. Listen, God, I'm, I'm trying to be as nice as possible. So can you just, can you just please look in the other way and not look at my lifestyle, please? I'm not gonna adopt or try to become pregnant so I would drag on another soul into this and I'm I'm going to give up my hope to be a mother and I'm 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 gonna be good just just please just please look the other way when you will come to judge you know she loves me and I just I just want to be loved by someone I was kind of like secretly hoping that God heard my prayer and he's just, you know, going to forgive me because otherwise I'm a good person, right? Which obviously I wasn't. But I strongly hoped for that forgiveness on Judgment Day. See how little did I know of him? And I still didn't get anything about Jesus either. I just knew that how I was living my life wasn't pleasing for him at all. And I tried to negotiate my forever home. Pretty childish, isn't it? <laughs> so I ended up without that certain partner. And uh, I just didn't know where else to turn. I had that lifestyle for six years at that moment of my life. So that six years generated different kind of relationships and friendships in my life. Who were just telling me, uh, telling me, yeah, that, that I just need to put myself out there again and there will be someone else. But I just felt in my bones that there is something bigger is happening. But I didn't know what. Until that point, on that particular day, 10 years ago, on the 31st of January. I was on my own in the evening at the flat we have rented together. And I went for my trusted habit to clear my head. I tried to watch a movie. Obviously not just any movie. I needed something meaningful, something with values in it, something from I can grow and learn. I wanted to be better. Um, I wanted to forget what is going on in my head. So back at that time, YouTube was the source of free online movies for me. And after a quick search, I found a movie called What If. It caught my eyes because, you know, because that was what I was keep doing. Thinking about what ifs constantly. What if I was different in that relationship? What if I was more open to my parents? Or what if I would not move to a different city? And the list went on and on and on and on in my head. Every question led to one overall. What if I should have done something differently so I wouldn't end up so sad and lonely? So I clicked on that movie and little did I know that my life will change by the end of it. 
Also, I would like to recommend that movie to everyone, not just because it changed my whole life, which is pretty big, but because it is a beautiful demonstration of how to reflect on our actions and decisions in the light of what God has in store for us. We might be thinking that we are on our way to success, but little do we know about our purpose in, uh, on this earth. The only way to observe our success properly is to get into God's perspective. When was the last time you've asked him, is this path I need to walk on? Is there something I'm missing out because I was chasing things what wasn't meant for me? I encourage you to separate some time today uh, and look at, examine your life this way. We often forget from what did he save us from, especially when we are doing life with Jesus on our side for a while. I mean, it's a nice word, isn't it? Salvation, how sweet. But again, I encourage you to stop and let the meaning of salvation saturate you. What does salvation mean to you? I find myself meditating on this quite frequently, just to keep me focused. I got saved from that lifestyle, from that loneliness, from that rejection, from those insecurities. But every time I am meditating about this grace over my life, something else is added to the list. Oh God is so gracious and good. And sure, I do have other insecurities now, but it's a whole other story. And I'm dealing with those with Jesus on my side and not my own anymore. And that is what helped me to understand the meaning of not to be an expert. Because with Jesus, I don't need to be an expert anymore. The burden of figuring out life on my own was lifted off of me there in that small flat in Budapest. So let me tell you a little bit more about what has happened that night. I watched the movie without stopping it. And the question, what if, was keep running in me while I was watching it. I just felt that, oh my God, you actually want to have a relationship with me. You actually want to be my God. You actually want so much better for me as I am able to produce and create for myself on my own. The want to have a relationship with him became my deepest desire because I finally saw his heart and intentions for me. I finally understood how beautiful his plan all the way was for me. And instead of relying on him, I was relying on myself and my planning and my wishes and wants and thoughts and perceptions of other people. I finally realized that I just missed the whole point so long. So, I scooped down the floor and I started to talk. I don't even know what I was saying. I was just pouring out everything. I was reminded by Holy Spirit. Of course, I didn't know that time that it was coming from Holy Spirit. But I was reminded by Holy Spirit. All of the decisions that I made and were wrong and ended up hurting others with my actions and behavior... I was so broken, but
but I also realized that me being super full of myself hurt a lot of people because I never considered the fact that I might be too harsh or too direct. I kind of knew that my heart was at the right place and my intentions were good and they definitely definitely need to hear me out so I had a lot to confess. So I did that and I sobbed and I wept and I cried and I asked for forgiveness. I didn't even know how to pray. I didn't even know that I need to address God the Father or I need to pray in Jesus' name or anything for that matter. I didn't know scripture either. Just very, very few lines stuck in my head from Psalm 23 because that was something what was, you know, more in front of me during my life until that point. It's such a popular and beautiful psalm, by the way. So, yeah. As I said, I simply didn't know if I was praying at all. I was just keep pouring out from myself what has happened to me until that particular evening. At one point, I just stopped and I felt that something big has happened. I didn't know what was that, but I felt relieved. And then I didn't have any solutions. I didn't have any new plans or anything at that moment. I just felt relieved. And of course, I know now that this is what he says to us. Come to me, all you are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. But I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that scripture either, and I didn't know that promise by Holy Spirit. But he just wanted to be there for me and help me to get connected again yeah again indeed because he has created me he knew me and he was devastated to see how i'm struggling without him he was so happy when i returned but i didn't know that either i just found out that he was happy the day after when i called my sister and i told her what has happened i told her that i think i prayed and she was shouting from joy and happiness. She told me that what I did was actually a prayer and that there is a huge celebration in the heaven about the fact that I am back. I was like, why would they do that? They don't know me. But I understand that, what that means later. <laughs> I also figured out some other really interesting things after that night. Not right away, but God is so good and he showed me several ways to connect with him. You see, I had only an old, old Bible which is really difficult to read. I'm sure you guys find it find difficult to read a King James version, right? So we have an old, old version in Hungarian as well. And I had a Bible written in that old style, but didn't quite understood any of it. Since I was a digital girl already, uh, my, yeah, my go-to was to find an app uh, onto my smartphone. And those were the early years of version app in Hungary, Hungarian as well. But there was what you guys would say a new King 
version in English, uh, a newer Hungarian translation, and this is how I started to read the word. And uh, I read the words and I talked to God. I also listened to music. I didn't even know that something like worship music existed. I mean, the the popular ones, the new ones, not like hymns and stuff. We did have those in the church, but, you know, I didn't feel singing them. Uh, so I was just listening to my worldly music, but I was talking to God during that too. I didn't know that I was doing, what was I doing, but it was, it just felt right. So after a while, my sister suggested that I should go to church with her. And I said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to go to church. I just want to be with God. And she said that, yeah, all right, but you keep asking me questions, but I don't know how to answer. And I said, but you got saved way longer before me, right? So you have all the knowledge, right? So I'm the newbie here, so answer those. And she said, well, yeah, but I don't have all the knowledge at all, firstly. Second, I also... Uh, uh, you also study the scripture in a different way as I do and maybe in the church there would be some other people who study the Bible the way you do so they could answer those questions and I said all right and I went to church with her on the upcoming Sunday I believe I think it was like a month after that night uh, when I prayed so she said that it will be a different church experience what I knew church before. I said, okay, and we walked in. And wow, it was just amazing. First of all, everybody was smiling at me like I was always belonged there. Nobody knew me. They only knew my sister and what they also knew that what I didn't at that time, what I told you already, that my sister was interceding with them for my salvation. So they were rejoicing with the Lord that I got saved and I didn't even know them. I mean, what an amazing experience was that. Ah. I'm not saying the whole church was praying for me. I wasn't that lost. <laughs> but lots of people from that church who welcomed me on that day. Probably my sister told them that I'm going to come. <laughs> so uh, they belonged to that particular prayer group where they heard her interceding uh, and praying for me. And there was this one lady, beautiful lady, who is still dear to my uh, heart and whose ministry is just amazing she's a true prayer warrior and um she was one already back 10 years ago and st she still is now and today uh, so that lady um learned the power and importance of prayer from her mother who was also praying for me <laughs> so yeah anyhow she walked at me she hugged me with a beautiful big smile on her face and she said that she's so joyful that I'm there because they were praying for me. And uh, that was the moment when I realized that my sister was praying for me. She didn't tell me. She didn't want to push the door on me because she has learned well but I didn't know yet that Jesus stands in front of the door of our hearts and knocks. And he will dine with those who are inviting him in. So that moment 
I could sense Jesus, that his impact, his love and his grace is real. I could get closer to Jesus because of the actions of love and grace of the people surrounding me. It was a historical moment of my life. I felt touched. And so I immediately asked my sister, who else did uh, she ask to pray for me? I literally asked her, asked her to point at them in the crowd. She answered gently that this doesn't matter right now. You're going to get to know them eventually. But for now, let's just worship. So we did. And I started to attend that church. And because God is good and he listened to me, that I wanted to get to know those who were interceding for me, he introduced me to many of them uh, in the upcoming years. And I keep them dearly and close to my heart. Because I learned the power of prayer through their intercession. Their faith, obedience and perseverance is the reason that I am able to speak to you about God's goodness and love right now. I can't wait to spend eternity with them too. So there was I with this fresh faith and now this urge to get to know Jesus more. And I didn't miss any Sundays. I was constantly taking notes and studying the Bible. I was still using the digital one, but I started to pray for a paper one too, because I wanted a fancy one, you know, that time in which Jesus's words are written with red. And I will never forget that moment when I eventually was able to buy one. I had exactly the same amount of money in my purse, what its price was and nothing more in my bank account either. But I remember the feeling that I didn't care if I'm not going to eat for a couple of days. I needed that Bible. By that time, I knew that, of course, I'm going to eat because God takes care of his children. But I let him do that in a way how he wanted to take care of me. I guess the purchase of my Bible, my first Bible, was my first real act of faith. I was so longing to get more intimate with God and with his word and that Bible was and still is a big part of my journey towards the heart of the Father. I always felt that it is a truly beautiful love letter from him written and printed and created, bind together, especially for me. I still have it and my daughter keeps opening it. And she sees my notes and she sees how beautiful the Bible is. It has this pale pink letter cover and silver letters uh, saying Holy Bible at the, at the front. And um, it's just beautiful. And I can't wait to tell her one day that God is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And this is how I got my Bible. So, so many testimonies I could tell you since then about God's goodness and provision and love towards all of us and for me. And I surely will in the upcoming episodes, but there's one more that I want to end today's episode with. And I only learned that almost exactly a year after I got saved. You see, my mother was broken that she has lost one of her children and it wasn't because of her faith or because he has rejected me, 
because of my lifestyle, she made that clear to me the day I came out that it doesn't matter what I'm going to do or who I will become. She is and always be there for me because she's my mother and she loves me no matter what. So we got destined because of me. I just didn't want to burden my parents' hearts. <clears throat> didn't want them to suffer judgment and answer questions from others about me. So I just kind of disappeared from their lives. I just didn't contact them so often, did only visit for holidays and wasn't going out anywhere in my hometown when I was at home, so I wouldn't generate cause to gossip. I still called them, but it wasn't the same, so we were in this distant relationship as well when I gave my life to Jesus, and I believe I did not even told them that either. And I just, uh, I also didn't know what was going on in their life da uh, daily. I remember when I started to go to church and I started to speak with them more, but I didn't know what was going on deeper in their soul. My mom also was and still is a very private person. For her, talking about feelings was just kind of scary and unnecessary at the same time. So we had this shallow relationship all of our lives and it, it went even, you know, more distant um, during those years. So we always had that. But deep down, she felt a deep and unconditional love for me, for all of us. She just did not have the tools to show, but I didn't know that either. I just blamed her secretly that she has never worked on our relationship hard enough to get to know me and my lifestyle just gave me cause, basically, to separate myself uh, from that hurt, uh, what that caused in me. Anyhow, I got saved and got started to soften my heart and gently healing everything and every relationship relationship around me so around a year after I got saved there was this joy inside me that I really want to wanted to celebrate what the Lord has done in my life I mean I looked back on my first year with the Lord basically and I look back at the 27 years before when I was in and out of faith and I just felt that I want to celebrate this journey what I already have uh, with God so I decided that I'm going to nominate the 31st of January as my rebirthday. So I have two birthdays, guys. <laughs> Just like some heart transplant people do. Because it truly was a heart transplant for me as well. And uh, that is because today's episode came out today. It wasn't planned by me at all. I wanted it to be ready by the past Saturday. <laughs> but as I said, it was planned by God entirely. He was the one who gave me the topics. He knew when I'm going to start it. And it's just so interesting how the whole thing comes together because he is the one who sees the whole, the bigger picture. And it was the same with my rebirthday as well. So I have decided to celebrate the 31st of January because of my dear mother's act of faith. She was just devastated that I was so distant to her and I wasn't living my life to the fullest. She knew what my destiny was even before I got to know it. You see, I gave up to be a mother because of my lifestyle. I didn't want to bring children into that. That was my choice of living. 
But as a teacher, I observed that a child needs a mother and the father. The influence of a good father is so important, and I wouldn't be able to give that to a child. I felt selfish to even want a child in circumstances like mine, so I pushed away the want, and I tried to be thankful that I have found the love of my life. At least that is what I thought. So after that relationship ended, I gave my life to Jesus. The desire to become a wife to a man and eventually become a mother slowly started to spring up in me again. And of course, I didn't realize that that was God's original plan as well. You must understand, my parents have chosen a name for me what actually means mother. That deep was that calling over my life. But this is another story and I promise I will tell you that later. But I want to talk to you about my mother and what she did for me to break the grip of the enemy over my life. That beautiful woman of the Lord has fasted the entire month of January 2013. She literally went away up to the hills where my father had an apartment while he was uh, away working. He asked my father to commute so she can be alone with God and she fasted. She only drank water, read the word and prayed. The whole month of January 2013. And I got saved on the last day of that month. Not knowing that there was a battle going on for my life and my mother was fighting for me as well. So the minute I called my sister and she was rejoicing to me and with me, she was also rejoicing because she knew that she needed to make another phone call right after we hung up. She needed to make another phone call to my mother to let her know that her prayers have been answered, that her fasting have been rewarded, that she serves a faithful God who is ready to give all of our desires of our heart according to his riches. So she gave me life, she, yeah, 37 years ago by the grace of God and she gave life to me again at the age of 27. I can call myself the child of God because my mother's dedication and re rededication. I am my mother's child, but she saw that I actually am God's child first. And by declaring that over my life, she has torn down the enemy's work and won my life and soul back from his grip. Because she went in that battle and she is the child of God too. And because she is, she understood Jesus' finished work on the cross for, uh, for herself too. And because Jesus, I was adopted into God's family. I am his child and I love being his child. I don't care that I'm 37 now. I am a child of God and that status on its own, it's just a beautiful, beautiful possession. Because I know that the creator of the universe, the one who made all that we can see and taste and smell, wants to reconnect with me. I don't know why. I'm not that special. 
but somehow he wanted that because as my mom was devastated that we were disconnected because of my lifestyle god was devastated also that we were disconnected because of my actions and decisions and that want to solve everything on my own spirit and me i put so many things between him and i but he's faithful and he is just and he gave jesus for my sins as well so he could reconnect with me i hope and i pray that by listening to the long story of my salvation i was able to encourage you to see the obstacles in your life with fresh eyes maybe you were the one putting them there maybe somebody else or some circumstances are between you and god but i encourage you to trust him and get closer to him if there's something that you can move away then move that away and if it's something that you think it's too big and you are resenting god for it or you are angry with god because of it i can tell you that he can take your anger and resentment too he can deal with it because he is the expert in love he knows everything about love he knows because he actually died for us so we can live in and through him so just talk to him just break the silence and talk to him because he is ready to listen as he was ready to listen to my mumble jumble prayer 10 years ago and oh how many times did i do the same since i got saved since i got to know verses to pray with i got the bible to learn about him and about how to pray and i mean sometimes it was just a rumble mumble i'm and i'm awe i mean an awe because he still gets it he wants to help us he wants to care for us because this is how he is he sees our hearts he sees our intentions he sees our struggles and he's there and i just hope that from the story what i just told you you get that he is there with you too he is there and waiting for you start talking he listen with expert skills and love and understanding because as i said before there is no too far gone with god he listens he wants us all to enjoy and live out our identity as his children and that is the next topic i have in line for the next episode in the life matter segment which is going to come out in two weeks time yeah i hope you enjoyed this one and i hope you took something with you today If you found value in this episode, please don't keep it to yourself. Share it with others so more can have the opportunity to start their healing journey by focusing God's heart towards them too. My plan is to share with you longer episodes like this about life matters every other week, and you will find shorter Sila episodes in between. where i intend to focus on a territory of our lives where we would need encouragement to keep going 
it's an honor that I can be at your service. And if you have any questions about the topic or about me, or you want to leave a comment, please leave it in the Q&A section and I'm ready to discuss those in the upcoming episodes. Until next time, remember that you are loved, restored and redeemed.